1: this is the busted open podcast
2: you can listen to the full show monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156
3: yo what's going on nation and welcome to another edition of the busted open podcast we're back it's the fat and the furious dreamer and bully ray great show tune in. We got the Briscoe Brothers from the Chicken Farm talking about the NWA and the Crockett Cup. These boys are on a mission. You ain't going to want to miss it. Also, Adam Share, better known as Braun Strowman and EC3 join us talking about the Control Your Narrative Initiative and the Awakening Live Tour coming up in Orlando, Florida and Dallas, Texas this March. The Busted Open Podcast Tune it in, turn it up, The Fat and the Furious, one more time. Joining us right now are two of my favorite guys in all of pro wrestling, and in my opinion, the best tag team on the planet, the baddest tag team on the planet, the one tag team that will knock your fucking head off, Mark and Jay, the Briscoe brothers. How are you guys? Good morning. Thank you, sir, for that introduction. Yeah, that, yeah thank you, Charlie. <laughs> means a lot coming from you. <laughs> My pleasure. Now, the last time you called us, you were in the car. The time before that, you were on the porch. Where are you
2: today? Well, just got this dump trailer loaded up here. <laughs> See, we got the feed pans back there. We're getting ready. You know, when we get done here, we're going to run her to the dump. What, what are you taking to the dump? Well, I had to get the feeder pans changed out in the chicken house. <laughs> so we got a few hundred, maybe a few thousand feeder pans that, yeah, of the old feeder pans that need a to uh, run into the dump. And it's always fun running into the dump. You know, what do the, the chickens eat out of? Guys, the, the
3: the family business that you grew up in, Um, this is as much of your daily life as pro wrestling is, isn't it?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every day, man. I mean, I don't know. I I, like, I don't see how else we would, I don't know what else I'd be doing. You know, know Uh, how else to operate.
4: (laughs) Tommy, uh, what up guys? Haven't seen you in a long time. Congratulations also on being the first ever ring of honor uh, introduction into their hall of fame. That's pretty cool and well-deserved.
2: Good to see (laughs) you brother.
4: Killing it on social media with your promos. One uh, bully put you over. I wanted to add, and two of the realest dudes uh, out there, real in the ring and uh, real outside the ring. You're out there in the cold, busting your humps, working hard, just like you always been doing. Uh, I mean, I've known you guys since you started. Uh, so couldn't be prouder to see where you're at because each and every week, I look forward to seeing you on social media and what the hell you're talking about And I believe, I don't want to be on your bad side anymore. I'm glad we're on the good side again. Yes, Um, sir. Yes, sir. Even though I got to say, uh, Bully is looking very Nikita Koloff. He's all jacked up. He's got a bald head. I'm looking very Dusty Rhodes-ish. That whole Crockett Cup has (laughs) uh, a lot of history. Oh, Bubba, maybe there's one more run left in us, brother. You know what?
3: You know what? If Dreamer and Bully decide to team up for the Crockett Cup and it comes down to us versus the Briscoes in the finals, I remember what they did to me at final battle. So you're on your own, Tommy. I'm not getting my ass kicked again by the Briscoes. <laughs>
4: there is. He's turning on me already.
3: <laughs> guys, uh, Guys, Crockett Cup coming up uh, on pay-per-view for the NWA uh, March 19th and March 20th in Nashville. Lots of great teams announced already. Um, how are you feeling about the Cocker and Cup? And what is the ultimate goal for you guys
2: right now? Hey, we feeling good, man. We ready. We we is in an extraordinary state of ready right now. And uh that's a good way I mean, to put it. That's a good, hey, the, the last Crockett Cup was it a few years back down there, Carolina? And mm-hmm. man, we that was. That was uh, that was our night to shine, man. Hey, we, we got a little rowdy down there that evening, you know, and, and stuff went a little crazy, but like, we appreciate the NWA having us back. And, appreciate um, it. Yep. And, and, hey,
4: this year, we're going to take it. Hey, uh, honestly, th- what would it mean to you guys to say historically that you won this thing? Because I know you're wrestling fans. Uh, what would it mean to you guys personally, like uh, being your name as the Cup winners?
2: Hey man, that's it's true. That's like borderline bucket list stuff right there. I mean, the, the Crockett Cup, man. That's uh just the, the the legacy of the Crockett Cup, and uh, man. And then when that uh, meets with the legacy of the Briscoes, you know, you just um, I mean, that's a hell of a that's a beautiful beautiful convergence right there. Beautiful convergence.
4: Are they still <laughs> offering the one million dollar giant check? Is that Shit, still? I hope so. I hope so.
3: <laughs> Guys, um, talk to me a little bit about the ending of the GCW pay-per-view. I don't remember if we spoke since that happened, but you guys went out there. I think you had a little bit of limited time left. What was going through your mind? Did you get to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish? Kind of walk me through the last uh, 15, 20 minutes of that show.
2: Well, unfortunately, is. You know, I, I was going to try to – I was trying to put that behind me. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that was something – unfortunate situation. I just still can't understand why it's quarter of 11 and you just sending us through the car. Yeah. You uh, don't make no damn sense. Man, taking your damn time. I mean, let's go, man. Like, like, like. – Yeah, yeah, we got to get out there. That's the Hammerstein Ballroom, man. And we really, really enjoy performing in that place. We're at the very top of our games right now, man. So it was – It was a very unfortunate situation. I know a lot of people like the promos, but we're between the ropes, guys. You know what I mean? We're between the ropes in the ring. Let's go, guys. And so, yeah, that was a a very unfortunate situation. How
3: difficult is it for you guys to remain professional when you're hit with a a hurdle like that heading into the main
2: event of a pay-per-view? I mean, it ain't the first time. Yeah, it ain't the first time, man. These damn pay per views just—if everybody could just tighten the shit up, man, so everybody got proper time, you know. But uh, I mean, it is what it is. So exactly, it is what it is. And, and yeah, part no. of the job.
4: Part of the job. It happens. You move forward and you continue. Um, That's it. And you can tell it, it is. Uh, I saw how you start shaking and rattling, and uh, it is personal because you guys have something too called pride. And uh, pride in your work and just like you said I've been across from you guys at that Hammerstein uh, Bully and I kind of made that Hammerstein famous uh, for wrestling fans and with the really? heritage and the history you want to go out there and friggin' kill it and when you're not given that uh, opportunity it is it, you take that shit personal um, again we're now talking about the Crockett Cup And you will have the time. It's over two days. Uh, The list. Is there a tag team that you guys would like to face in this?
2: Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of a silly question at this point, but if they can get the permission slip signed, (laughs) they know where to find it. They know where to find it. That's it.
4: That's it. Well, Uh, besides them, how about that? (laughs) Whoever, man. We
2: are at the point right now where it does not matter. Anybody.
3: You know, I, I kind of get the feeling in talking to you guys lately that you are extremely frustrated with a lot of situations and where you're at right now. Because I think the wrestling world is ready for the Briscoes and FTR to just start kicking the shit out of one another. And I'm not sure what answers you could possibly give us that you didn't give us last time. But
2: when in the hell is this going to happen? All hey. right. Hell of a question, bub. And you know what? The the when that shit went down, the final battle, we ain't heard shit from him since. All right, now that's the bullshit right there. All right, now Tony Khan, listen to me: either shit or get off the pot. You ever heard that saying, "Shit or get off the pot"? The money I printers, can... man, bub. The money printers is warmed up, baby. The money printers is warmed up. I, I mean, if uh, Tommy,
3: I, I mean, this is what people want in the world of tag team wrestling. They want the Bristos and they want FTR. Is there any good reason in, in your mind that this hasn't happened yet?
4: No, uh, I can't think it. Uh, we just kind of, I don't know if it's we're waiting and seeing, or it's something that, you know, we all have always talked about dream matches that never happened when guys are in their prime. Hopefully this doesn't happen. I mean, If you're looking at it from an owner's perspective, uh, they don't play on my field. So, I mean, it just, who knows? I can't answer the question, but yes, it is definite money on the table. Guys, also, how funny is this? I've known him forever. You guys have spent a lot of time how easy does he press everybody's buttons? Yours, mine. He's just, he knows how to things to go. I love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> you, man. Me? Oh, yeah. He's a You, fat bastard.
3: How am I pushing anybody's buttons? I'm You're just asking them up. questions. They're I'm good. I'm glad they're, they're, they're fired state. up
2: because they're I agree are, with real them. They're, they're, they're real know. questions. They're That's people what, they're want they're what people want to know. That's it. I
3: ain't going to sit here and ask fluff questions. I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a fan of FTR. I'm a fan of the Briscoes. I know what FTR did to the Briscoes. If I'm a promoter, if I'm an owner, if I'm a booker, I'm looking at a bag full of fucking money with these two teams. And I just want to know how come it hasn't happened yet. And I think every wrestling fan feels the same way. And that's why I'm going to speak my mind about it. And and, and I think, and I think Mark and Jay are frustrated as hell about the whole situation. And you could tell just by the way they're standing there and answering the questions. It, it, Guys, you have a lot of pride in what you do to have another team jump you in your backyard on your yeah,
2: you know where I'm going. So go ahead, you guys speak. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole thing, man. Like, so now like so they do the, the last Ring of Honor show. You know, we go out there, blow the freaking roof off the place, man. And then, you know, we try and get our, you know, everybody want to We got the family there. We brought a freaking bus up there with 50 people on there, man. We're trying to say thank you to everybody. And here they come. Now, now what? Okay. Okay. Now they come, but shit, now let's do something, man. This some bullshit. What y'all trying to do to us? It's almost like they're trying to sabotage us, man. And that's some bullshit.
4: Maybe it needs to happen on neutral ground.
2: Hey, it don't matter. Wherever at this point, hey, man. Don't come down Shut Crockett up. Cup, man. Shit. Everybody. Let's get that, permission slip sign. Let's get that Crockett Cup permission. Let's, hey, let's do that. Anywhere. It don't matter, man. Is it there any...
3: Uh, do you guys have any information as to whether or not FTR might be a surprise team in the Crockett Cup?
2: Nope. Hey, Hell don't know. no. We ain't got shit. We don't know shit. Ain't nobody told us shit. Fuck it.
4: <laughs> don't make um, me laugh i'm still store i just wrestled bear country man they're a really good tag team too i'd like to see you guys go at it with them they're real good
2: damn so, right damn right any any tag team man we want all big matches right now we want big fights man line them up and hey, um,
4: uh, before bully and i were talking about uh the importance of tag team wrestling uh we were talking about the wwe how uh a caller had called in and was talking about ms Uh, making the Intercontinental title special for WWE the tag titles have made Otis and Chad Gable special you guys don't need titles to make tag team wrestling special because for you guys just like if you win the end it's another notch on your resume of greatness in tag team wrestling but I mean, besides the fact that you're brothers, how important is tag team pro wrestling in professional wrestling? Oh,
2: man, go ahead. Jay. Man, there ain't, ain't nothing like it. Tag team action, man, that's, the, that's like the pinnacle of, of any form of entertainment, man. Tag team wrestling, you it's got, just... You got four moving parts, man. Goodness. You know, that's what, that's what makes it different than a singles match. You know, that's just one-on-one. You got four guys in there, man. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. We love it. We have been blessed to be able to do this for our careers, hey, it's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful Nothing thing. in the world like tag team wrestling. It's like sport, it's like the the, the, the greatest athletics and the finest art just all melted into one. You can tell a million stories, you know?
3: Guys, when you, when you weren't tagging and you did find yourself in singles competition, which one of you found it more difficult to adapt to singles wrestling and why?
2: Well, I, I tell you what, it seemed like to me, man, it was a it was a really good little formula. I'd uh I'd be like, first match, second match, and my man here would would be uh be
5: yeah holding I, down I the main team. event. I so, have to wait the yeah. whole
2: damn show to go out there at the end. I was <laughs> sitting there drinking beer, watching him out there doing thirty minute matches. So hey, I think it was easier of an adjustment for me. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> for whatever reason, hey I, hey, I can't help you just not as nice as me, man. Hey, so, hey <laughs> go ahead. I sit right there. As long as my check looks like your check, and I'm drinking beer watching you bust your ass, I'm fine with it.
4: <laughs> I think the greatest part about the two of you, as, and I saw it with Bubba and Devon as well. Promos and even how you're talking now, you guys complement each other like a true tag team. One says something, the other one when it's like an even flow of back and forth, like you're me and Bubba always say we share the same fat brain. But you know what the uh, and in wrestling, you know what the other person's thinking, you know what, where you're going to have to be. But even in promos, and I think that's why, I mean, you guys have become social media darlings, which is a whole other story. Um, But just because of your realism with your promos, but just when one makes the point, the other comes in and backs it up. It's a, a beautiful banter uh, just like when you have your matches. I love it.
2: Thank you Thank you.
3: So. Thank you. Uh, guys, uh, when it comes to tag team wrestling, like um, Tommy was just talking about, every tag team needs a great leader, but it also needs a great follower. And mm. it's, it's, it's really a 51-49 kind of relationship. When it comes to the Briscoes, is it 50-50, or do one of you take a little bit more of a leadership
2: role? Hey, I I was thinking about this the other week. And just the fact that he got a couple more singles accolades than me. You know, I'll give him the 51. I'll be the 49. But I will put it like this. I'm the number two, number two of all time, right behind Dog Face, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's an honest
3: answer. I love that because if you have two leaders – the team is not going to succeed. If you have two followers, the team is not going to succeed. But you want to be as close to one another as possible with one guy maybe doing just a little bit more of the talking. Uh, getting back to the Crockett Cup for a second, um, it, it seems to me that other than you guys, the, the the favorites to win this whole thing would be Nick Aldis and Doug Williams, uh, the British Invasion. Have you guys ever tagged against... Uh, Nick and Doug, and what do you know about them in the ring?
2: Well, we've tagged, we've tagged against Nick, and we've tagged against Doug, but never as a unit. Yeah, and well, uh, I mean they're 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 just traditional, classic professional wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. You know, they go out there and they and they do it old school, man. And, and we're big fans of that, and um, and we can do that. Yeah, you know, you, you know what I mean. We can do that. That's one of the things where when we got to reach into the toolbox. If we're going out there with Madman Pondo and the necro butcher or freaking Bubba Ray Dudley and Tommy Dreamer, that's we're gonna pull out one tool. But this is a whole different this is a whole different uh whole different approach to this match because they definitely are yeah. classic professional wrestlers. We like, man, you know, every every tag team match should have a different strategy. You know, you hear guys like I'm not a big fan of the term greatest hits, you know, when guys say that. Like, man, I don't know. It's like every every match is a new song. And you know? um, oh. And this, this here would be, it would definitely be a unique matchup. And hopefully, maybe, possibly, we'll get to see it.
4: Speaking of songs, have you had much interaction with Billy Corgan? Billy Corgan's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Billy Corgan, he is.
2: All, I mean, we didn't really talked to him too much, you know. Hi, and thanks for having us. And yeah, sir. He's a solid dude, though, man. Solid dude.
3: Guys, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure having the both of you on. I love you guys to death. One of the highlights of my career was being able to share a ring with you guys in Ring of Honor. You know how I feel about you personally and professionally. Congratulations on your induction into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. I hope you finally get your hands on FTR. I hope the wrestling fans finally get to see this match i hope you guys get paid i wish you the best of luck uh at the crockett cup coming up on march 19th and march 20th from nashville tennessee for the nwa knock them dead guys
2: thank you thank very you much sir. for everything that you do appreciate that man thank, thank, you, thank you so thank much you. fellas love you too man see you guys Take care, guys yes sir y'all too
6: It's the Cincinnati Bengals and the LA Rams in Super Bowl 56. Hi there, everybody. This is Lindsay Rhodes. And if you want analysis for every angle of this exciting, surprising, legacy-defining matchup, you're going to love my podcast, the NFL Roadshow. Our guests and conversations aim to make you a savvier football fan. We're going to cut through the lazy narratives, and there are a lot of them. The low-hanging fruit. None of that. If you want to be the smartest person at your Super Bowl party, please subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts. New episodes up every Monday and Thursday.
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The Titan, Adam Scher, and E C.
3: guys how are you this morning welcome to the show thanks for joining us you're not fat either one of you me and tommy are but so you're balancing out like you know you're balancing out the scales of weight this morning yeah we like to call (laughs) ourselves
5: lean beef right Adam? that's it lean beef incorporated let me (laughs) tell you about bully and tommy here both of these men have made me bleed my own blood so I'm glad we got past all
6: and that. I'll, and, I, and I'll second that. There, there are also two men that have made me shed the few drops of blood that I'm willing to share had on to this had earth. To.
5: Had they,
6: yeah. I think, I think Bubba opened me up with a stop sign,
5: actually. <laughs> that <would>. was. <laughs> he that's got me because with Calda.
3: <laughs> I, I've told this story a million times. You slammed me so hard in <laughs> Madison Square Garden, I thought I shit out a kidney. I was hoping you would. I was hungry. (laughs) Like, I remember pulling you on the side at the garden, going, brother, all you have to do is place me down. You don't have to slam me down. I I think that was about my,
6: I think that was my 20th wrestling match. So give me some credit.
4: Yeah. I had your third, remember? (laughs) Yeah. On television.
6: Is that where we we went through the barricade?
4: No, that was like your fifth. Oh.
5: Oh, I wrestled Brock a handful of times there. I don't remember everything. Bubba told me the exact same thing about a slam. He let me give him a slam once, except it wasn't in Madison Square Gardens. It was in a baseball field in Niles, Ohio. So I definitely took it easy. <laughs> By the way, how about
4: the heat that I get associated with? I Nobody's, I've never complained about getting slammed. I've never hard weighed anybody there but it's heat by association. Now I know how Devon feels. I now. think
6: the only heat I got with you is still trying to figure out why when we were in Philadelphia that one time, we caught you off in the corner rubbing mayonnaise on yourself.
4: Well, that's some things I do. To get I mean, nice. I get it. Most of the
6: boys use cocoa butter to get that nice shine for the body guy look out there. So I, I guess the Hellman's
5: approach is just completely <laughs> different. Hey, I got one arm left. Guys, <laughs> You guys want to know a body guy's secret now? I shouldn't even say this because everyone already copies what I do. But the ultimate sheen horse spray, like the, the sheen they put on a coat of the, of the horse for a show, you put that on your body, it's not sticky, it's not slippery. It provides a great look under the lights, you don't look blotted and blotched. Now everybody's gonna be spraying themselves with horse spray. I know it because everyone copies my body guy stuff.
6: But Sweet. Now, I got some, now I got something you can do to me on my
3: OnlyFans. This is <laughs> this is interesting because 30 years ago the boys were shooting horse gas. Now we're spraying <laughs> horse. Spray.
5: <laughs> Times have <laughs> changed.
3: We're gonna bring it back. We're gonna bring it back starting March. Uh-huh. Guys, uh, exactly. Once again, Thanks for joining us. The Control Your Narrative um, initiative show is coming up. Please, guys, bring us up to speed on everything you got going on. EC3, we'll start with you first.
5: We have our very first foray into a live event, and I'm going to conduct these under professional wrestling rules and regulations. These will be a more typical show, but – I would love to announce the card, but I can't, because the second we announce this, I have been getting hit up by so many of our peers, so many of our, quote, good brothers who want to be a part, who believe in the movement, who believe in the freedom to do what they love to do, and that's fights. So I can't announce a card just yet, but Adam and I had something coming up on March 5th. It got canceled. We're sitting there, and we're like, we can do this ourselves. We don't need to depend on anybody else. We don't need to depend on the billion dollar company that's bloodletting their family and selling off assets to maybe sell. We can't, we can't depend on the billionaire kid to buy his new toys. We can't depend on a company that practically fired its entire roster, kept the people in charge who made the mistakes that required the roster to be fired in their positions. We can't expect anybody to do it but ourselves. That is controlling your narrative. That is telling your story March 5th, we start in Orlando. It's sort of our scrimmage because the big show, when we add Killer Cross, 331, Gillies, Dallas, Texas, change the game, change the narrative. Adam, uh,
3: the name of the two shows is Awakening Live. Where did you come up with the name and what does it mean to you guys? You know it's kind of um, to me and stuff like that
6: people have been wanting to, to label us as a faction and that's completely not what we are you know we're a vision you know this is awakening like we said this is trying to trying to make wrestling what it used to be you know wrestling was built on a landscape of monsters and giants and immortals, and things like that And and character base where you're invested in your characters not this 50 50 book and let's fill three hours of time slot oh i got my favorites i got to get in and do this because the sponsors want it it's back where we're going to tell stories that people can get invested in people that look to these characters lean on these characters and their trials and tribulations in life that help them get through the things that they're going on in life so it's an opportunity to to be a throwback in an era of you know where you got to adapt and overcome and keep up with whatever the status quo is in the world going on well I think wrestling never really needed to adapt to a lot of that stuff. Yes, some of the stuff needed to be cleaned up out there because let's be real, some of the stuff you guys did back in the day, well, that's why it was back in the day. But here okay. said now 2022 moving forward with the idea of – You know, social media is such a powerful tool and what Mike touched on with not needing that so-called big financier behind us to to actually do something and and portray something in the world that we believe in. it's really cool now that it gives the talent, the power and the opportunity in their own hands to control their narrative. So it's an opportunity for us to go out with our friends, our peers, our loved ones and do what we love and, you know taking people on, a, on an emotional journey with us. That's why I say it's an awakening. I want everybody that partakes in this and the awakenings, the live events to be our foot soldiers per se, leading the march into the future of what we're trying to do. And that's changed the industry.
4: Now, EC3, uh, I follow yeah. you on social media, not because we're friends. Uh, just no. Well, I guess that's why I do follow you, but I'm intrigued by all of this. Um, okay. You're control the narrative. I understand why you did You're a man on a mission but it's got a fight club feel to it i have seen some of this control of your narrative before and now you're basically putting this under a professional wrestling event but are you going to have like dark lighting like there was no are you going to have chairs there you know you're you're you have a fight club feel like how are you going about all this like because i mean these Trust me, you already said it. Number the first part, because I've run my own shows. Your phones will never stop ringing, but yeah. at the this is going to be so much work, but at the end of the day, you want to see it be successful. But there's always so many things that I know, because you have a crazy brain that you're thinking about, but then how are you going to actually execute it?
5: Yeah, I mean, Tommy, honestly, Hustle Hardcore is a big inspiration because you created not only for the fans, but you created for yourself, what you saw it to be. Now I remember being in your ring, I remember the crowd throwing, you know, cups at me and piss. And I remember this moment, because you provided such a shock and such a surprise that it changed me. And it was when Ray Mysterio came out, hits me with a 619, hits Eric Young with a 619. He flies out gracefully like a gazelle. I just kind of stumbled out, but I felt that moment, that reaction, and what that meant to you to give that to somebody else, meant a lot to me. As far as the Fight Club aesthetic, I think with my bold, crazy-brained vision on how I can take this national, is that Fight Club feel because we don't need sets, we don't need pyro, we don't need lights. Will we have chairs? Sometimes, Sometimes we'll be standing room only, who knows? but what we need is the passion, the drive, and the ability of each and every professional wrestler that wants to feel that ounce of freedom, that true freedom to be who they are supposed to be in our ring, in front of our fans, the fans. Not just for the fans though, but for themselves too, because in this day and age, it's very hard to do something for yourself without, in the corporate wrestling world, seven to 10 to 15 to 20 voices telling you what you should do and what you should be. And then to go to your phone and look at your social media and thousands and thousands of comments telling you what you should be. Be who you are, be who you are supposed to be and then control your narrative. That movement, that's what we'll do. Nice.
3: Being joined here live this morning by Adam Share and EC3 talking about Control Your Narrative, the Awakening Tour, March 5th in Orlando, Florida at the Tin Roof at Icon Park, and March 31st in Dallas, Texas at Gillies uh, at the Southside Music Hall. Guys, let me take you back a little while. Um, were you friends before the WWE?
5: We met via the WWE so you're sharing a lot that's not true because I met up with my friend who's let's just call her sister Abigail and her brother let's just call him Wyndham to go out for tequila and they brought Adam and at that bar well he was throwing around his wallet thank you bought these very expensive tequila shots and we became fast friends as time passed, I came back to the WWE and then our friendship kind of blossomed from there.
3: So you're sharing a locker room together and you know, truth be told, Adam, you were at pretty much the top of the card, EC3. You were still trying to find the way. What you scratch it and clawing brother. Absolutely. What is it like having a relationship um, within a company like the WWE when got one guy's at the top and the other guy is still trying to find their way?
5: Well,
1: to be
5: honest, I, I was oh, trying to take bro- yeah. it and just, you know, get a job for life out of them. <laughs> well,
1: no, I, I I,
6: I'm, I'm still learning about the business. I had no idea what it meant to be a top guy, this and that, a bottom guy. I was just, I thought it was just awesome that I'm there, you know, from a, a dude that was changing tires and picking up rocks and pulling airplanes for a living to all of a sudden being, you know, Working, I guess, the top of one of the largest or the largest wrestling promotion in the world. and You know, I'm just happy to be there. And Mike and I just, you know, there was just something that just clicked. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I like good people. Like, I don't care what you do in life, where you come from. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. And I don't want to be around you. So Mike has always been honest with me, truthful. And, you know, that's a very, very hard thing to find in this business. You know, everybody wants to be your friend when you're on top. I found that out when I got kicked off the top of the mountain and all these fair weather friends disappeared because they knew uh, Big Daddy Adam wasn't coming out anymore and pulling that proverbial wallet out to take care of him or those proverbial coattails for him to ride on to see if they could get a, a shot. So, you know, just from growing up and not knowing what the ins and outs of the industry was and, you know, having somebody that's been around. And honestly, I'm pretty good judge of character. I could tell he never was trying to take advantage of me. He just wanted to be my friend. He didn't care what I was doing with the company. We just got along. It was literally me, him, and Mojo used to ride together. And our whole thing was Team NFG. You know, nice, friendly guys. We used to travel around. And we'd always find things to get into. In between the shows and stuff, we'd be renting electric scooters and riding them around with our shirts off, causing a ruckus in the towns, going and racing go-karts, playing laser tag. You name it, we tried to find something to do. Uh, going splunk and playing with bears at bear country USA. It's just the boys being the boys, you know, and lo-, lo and behold, here we are trying to change
5: the landscape on, you know, that doesn't really want to be changed. Uh, we're not going to, we're not trying. We're going to create in our own image and people are welcome to join along and see what we can do and help build this together, or they can stay with the status quo. And that's fine too. We want to provide the freedom to make a choice.
4: Um, listen, my journey in life and why I am the way I am is because of loss. I had something taken away from me that I loved. Um, same with you guys. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, have a relationship with you guys from, day, from early, early on. Uh, the system failed both of you and is not based upon your talents. The system failed you. Every day you wake, remember that. And when you have that heart and that passion to strive, I was saying this before you guys came on, I have a million dollars, I want to. But every, talking to Terry Funk, every day of professional wrestling is a good day. When you have this and you have this as your vision, I. when you told me what you said, I remember that exact moment. You did a run-in in my match versus Eric Young and I told you you're going to be a referee and you're like, well, I'm kind of jacked, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I'm gonna disguise you. And I put on a hat, a winter hat on you. And you were like, you don't think the fads are gonna, and like you were going in like pro wrestling mode. And I was just like, no one will ever see this coming. And when you ran out there, you slid, it was perfect positioning. One, two, you stopped, I looked up and all you did was take off a hat. It wasn't even a ski mask. And we got them because I knew through my life experiences, no one is paying attention to the ref whoever that was. When you have this project in your hands, it fits the two of you. Bully and I have fought for the betterment of the show, not for the betterment of Bully's character, not for the betterment. And plus it was my money. When this is your stuff, fight for what's the best for what you guys know from your experiences. And just know at the end of the day, whether you have one person there or it's sold out, you're a success and you need that as your narrative. And I know you both have that, sh- that goal, but I'm just telling you from someone who I know you watch wrestling and all that stuff. Like you have two guys here who have seen it in you both since day one. So take sure. that and move forward. Guys, hey. uh, you hey.
3: mentioned, you mentioned uh killer cross, who would be joining the group. Uh, Another another, guy. Another guy where, as Tommy stated, the system failed. Is there anybody else out there that you can talk about today who will be part of the, you know, control your narrative initiative who we might be seeing on the Awakening
5: live tour? I don't think the system failed a guy more than Weston Blake, who I will do do and say and create and drive myself to anything for the world to know that he is one of the top professional wrestlers in this industry because nobody knows that except for the people that have been in a ring with him. We definitely wanna focus on building people because I think that's been a failure across the board of all wrestling is how can we not build new stars when so many unique individuals come in? And maybe it's a lot of what Tommy said to me because in that moment, where I was thinking pro wrestler because I was younger, that broke me out of the pro wrestling bubble to see bigger picture. Now that I could see bigger picture, maybe I can bring that to a younger talent. Uh, a name that pops right in my head would be Josh Woods from Ring of Honor. It's somebody I really want to focus on building. So,
3: Adam, how did you keep a smile on your own face during those days in the WWE when you might have felt like, this? you know what, screw it. This is my last day. I got to get out of here.
6: Because I see through social media interactions the, the, the power that I have to influence people's lives, that the videos of children um, riding to the hospital, have surgeries done, listening to my theme music, pictures showing the kids holding my action figures being put under for anesthesia, the kids at the Special Olympics playing my music to come out to lift weights to, things like that, knowing that me giving up on myself i'm giving up on all those people that depend on me to help them get through the hardships that they're going through in life and that's just selfish And i'm just so thankful that i never did i got really close to one just be like with all not even just quitting wrestling quitting life altogether and you know and i and i realize that 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 the world is so important and, and the world wants everybody here the world's gonna the world's gonna keep turning and it wants you here because this place is amazing and it's just I'm so thankful with everything that I was able to overcome and where I am now, and that I have peace in myself and and all my loved ones and everything else. And and it's shining. I I see it every day, everywhere I go. People literally tell me that I look so much happier. I look so much healthier. I'm in such a better place mentally, and and, and I'm thankful for that.
5: We're all allies in the same fight. And uh, I really appreciate the time you guys gave us and the motivation more. So to know we're on the right track, thank you.
1: Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Balon. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen. And Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas.
0: Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
5: With the Wells Fargo Active
2: Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking.